In today's episode of the show, I have Dr. Neil Reddy, who is a trauma A and E consultant in London. He's also very well styled. And over the years, um, as we've become closer friends, he's actually styled me. But for today's episode, we're going to be talking about preventative medicine. These are the five pillars of your life. We're going to be getting rid of a lot of the nonsense you may hear online about what health actually looks like. We're going to be dispelling some myths and we're going to get to some universal truths about your energy, your health, your training, your sleep and your nutrition that are going to make some profound differences to your life. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you like it, make sure to give me a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. So first of all, Dr. Neil Reddy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, excited about having you in this uh, this new format podcast. And yeah, let's just get started with uh, an interesting topic called cold exposure therapy. Now, obviously, today you came and had your first ice bath with me. So I just wanted to know what your initial thoughts are about it. It's the first time I did it, but glad I did it because there's always a start somewhere uh, I've been trying cold showers for a, about a year now and uh, now this is the first time I did the ice bath it's a lot harder than a cold shower <laughs> it clearly was but but it's good I know it's good because it's one of those homeosis uh, homeosis for the people who don't know is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so interesting you say because I, I think cold showers are harder for me, I'd much rather have an ice bath than a cold shower because cold shower, you just want to jump out of. Whereas an ice bath, once I'm in, I don't actually feel that cold. I'm just like, all right, how long have I got to stay in for? This is the time. I am going to be experimenting with more ice, basically making it colder because I do nine degrees like we did today, which is like the recommended amount. But I feel like we could probably get a bit more, sort of a bit more out of it. But what are the you know, obviously being a doctor, what actually happens to your body? So I know for sure, like the first minute is really hard. And then after that, there's almost like a sense of calm, whether that's an ice bath or a shower. So what's actually happening in your body when you go through like cold exposure? So when it's really cold, what happens is it constricts your vessels. So, so peripherally it shuts down. So that's why your hands and your feet are cooler than the rest of the body. The body is so fascinating. What it does is actually increases blood circulation to your vital organs. So you imagine more blood is supplying to your brain, more supply is going to your big organs. That's one reason why you feel good off, off when you come off of it. Yeah, so wh why, why specifically, though, does it help with mood, with mood regulation? Because that, I mean, obviously there's going to be a reason for this, but I, I feel like after I get to the fourth minute out of the fifth, I feel calm like a sense of calm comes over me and I feel very present. Like you said earlier, the cup of tea you had afterwards was the best the cup best of tea. Thing it, yeah. but, but is there a reason for that, for that calmness of mind? There are a lot of factors that happen inside your body when this happens. So one, I think, reason would be the more blood supplied to the brain, there's more feeling of the surge of this neurochemical between synapses. So it's like a more uh, uh, awareness in the brain. So that's, hence you feel calm. And I suppose when you're in the moment there, that itself is calming your vagus nerve. So, because you are in the moment, because you're feeling everything in that moment, because either you're feeling cold, you don't think of anything else at that point, apart mm. from wanting to get out. But even then, that's like mm. in the moment. You said that calms your vagus nerve. Yeah. 
Are there other ways of calming your vagus nerve other than cold exposure? There are a lot of ways to calm your vagus nerve. Uh, we see this at work all the time. Um, for the people who don't know, I work in a and &E. I'm an a and &E consultant uh, in the NHS. Um, so when people come in with hyperstimulus of the vagus nerve uh, or vagal tone, they faint. Okay. okay. That's because your blood pressure drops. And the exact opposite it happens when their heart's going really fast, they come in to work, we do what's called vagal stimulus. We're trying to stimulate that same nerve to calm the heart rate as much as you can. So that's the extreme versions, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but this happens to us sublimely every single day in our walks of life, if you think of it. Um, so, that's, so when you're stressed, um, your sympathy drive goes up. So that's 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 what happens. Say, for instance, if I came charging to you with a knife, the first thing you do is you take a deep breath in. So that's your sympathetic nervous system kicking in, telling yourself, taking as much as oxygen you, as you can, because A, you're going to die, and you need that for the brain, right? And think about that. So exactly the opposite happens. Should I run towards you? And the, but walk past you and you do this sigh of relief. So you exhaling to say, calm down, it's okay, fine. So that's, that's inhalation and exhalation. So that's the best way to train your vagus nerve to be calm on a day-to-day -day service. Is, is to what, sigh? So, so, so the, what I was trying to say there was like exhalation and inhalation both. And fast, slow? So... To start any, I would say, is good. There's so many methods. So my, my first instance would be like, yes, don't get into the details of how, what, where, because there's so many methods out there. And it's confusing. I mean, for me, it was at the start, what do I do with left nose, right nose, like in and out, how many seconds, box technique, four, seven, eight, blah, blah. And then, then I realized, just, just take deep breaths. Just inhale four seconds and try to exhale for five seconds. And that, that'll do, just, just, just that. And are you breathing in and out through your nose or how are you doing it? Nose is the organ where we, God's gifted to breathe. Mouth is to eat. Okay. So we don't breathe through mouth. The only okay. time you're breathing through mouth, fascinating is the body is in a way that is that nose not enough. So I'll give you an extra method. Okay. But ideally, mouth is not where you're breathing from. Yeah, I mean, I transitioned to nasal breathing a few years ago now. Mm. Um, and it's just maybe more composed in general, especially during exercise. Just a level of composure for long distance running. And even when I'm going into cold exposure, so actually, that, that's a lie. When I'm doing cold exposure, if I'm doing a shower, it's about getting the carbon dioxide out. So mm -hmm. I will breathe out through my mouth, definitely, if mm -hmm. I'm going into a cold shower, because mm -hmm. I, I want it can't go out fast enough. But I'll breathe in through my nose. So <sighs> that was me in the cold shower. <laughs> but then after a while, then you just make it nasal, right? <laughs> yeah, after the first minute when I've regained my composure. So that's exactly it. Yeah. it. So because once you've brain's had enough then yeah. you're like okay fine the noise is enough yeah that's exactly it yeah so it's 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 quite fascinating actually how so this, this, i was reading about the vagus nerve about ways of calming it down apparently singing gargling these are other ways is that also true absolutely because there's something called your carotid sinus massage right? okay that's right on either side of your neck which is what we tend to do when someone comes with fast heart rate to stimulate that so think about it when you're singing Shouting, so you're kind of stretching your mouth to a point. So you're actually stimulating the, the vagus nerve that goes past the character sinus massage. So, so it's it not sense. just normal singing, it's bellowing. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly. You're pushing more air in your mouth then, isn't it? 
Yeah, because primal. Some people talk about like primal screaming, which is where they go out and they just scream to get rid of tension out of their body. And I guess that would be doing a similar thing. That's a similar thing. Yeah. 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 Th that would make sense. So th there's talk like health benefits of cold exposure because if you're like most people, the idea sounds horrendous, right? Mm -hmm. And do I? I mean, do I want to do it? I always want to do a cold shower. I'm more motivated to do an ice bath, actually, to be honest, out of the two, just because I find cold cold showers just so horrendous. Like I just, if the benefits are going to be the same, which actually I don't think they are, which we can get into, I prefer the, the ice bath it, it, because you, it's one decision you get in and then you just accept that you're in there for five minutes, whereas a cold shower is just like, I don't know, I just, it's never enjoyable. But when you get out, there's a difference, I think. With cold showers, you have an instant endorphin. It you feel incredible after a cold shower. You can't not. I dare anyone to have a really cold shower and not coming out feeling good. Whereas with an ice bath, you don't get that same endorphins as you come out, but you feel calmer, like more peaceful. I think perhaps it's just because when you're having a cold shower, that water's like shooting at you. And, and you know, it's like, multiple stresses from different angles all the time so you so, breathe more right exactly we were talking about exactly. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas with a ice bath i'm very calm once mm -hmm. i'm in yeah once i'm in i'm calm so is, is there like a difference between an ice bath and cold shower or are they really doing the same kind of thing um Yes and no, because yes, it's uh, cooling your periphery, so more blood supply is working. And then, as I said earlier, so it's good for you. <clears throat> it increases uh, certain things like your immune, it's an immunomodulator, it increases your leukocytes. It does a lot of things health benefit wise. But the difference I think is, as we alluded earlier, um, in cold shower, you breathing heavy because you every time you're touching a new part of the body, it's like, it's cold. So you're yeah. kind of breathing heavy. Um, so more times you're breathing, I think that's that's a bit stimulus. But when you go in a cold shower, you just freeze for the first few yeah. seconds, try to hold everything and then take it calm and then start breathing slowly. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. And then again, after five minutes, uh, after I said, after a minute being in the, uh, the ice cold water, then you kind of modulate your breathing and become normal. And then around four minutes, you just... It just feel at peace. Yeah, it's, yeah. I could stay for another couple of more minutes. That's exactly understand. how I feel. That's why I want to plunge it a bit lower and just say, hang on a minute. Maybe I should be doing like colder. Maybe I can trial it. So what I'll probably do is go down another two degrees maybe and then trial it and then maybe extend it. But yeah, just essentially see, see just what happens it. with it. So what what are the, the benefits of cold exposure? So obviously if you don't do it, it feels, why oh, would I bother doing that, right? The idea of it probably sounds a bit stupid, but it really isn't because the health benefits are unreal. So, so you know, we talked about mood elevation. So for me, the only ways that I found that really work to elevate my mood, I'm not talking about emotional wellness, I'm talking about my mood, long distance running, 10 mm -hmm. kilometers, mm -hmm. or cold exposure. Mm -hmm. They're the only two that I found that elevate my mood. I mean, music, maybe, listening to a motivational talk, maybe, hit and miss. But if I do a 10K run or I do cold exposure, my mood is elevated. Mm -hmm. um, what other health benefits are there other than just sort of the mood, mood elevation? Oh, yeah. It's, it's increasing uh, your BDNF factors uh, in your brain. That's that's like your uh, protein neuro factor that's needed from one um, neuron to the other neuron. Uh, it increases your 
uh, it's anti-inflammatory. So it gives what you the what right did sense. you mean by that first thing? I didn't, the brain neurons, that didn't make sense to me. So, so there's something called BDNF factor. So there's a protein that's in the brain that kind of connects from one uh, neuron to the other neuron. It's what is essential for forming what's called neuroplasticity. Okay, neuroplasticity yeah. is sort of new connections, should we say. Because hmm. um, new connections are essential for, for your brain health, uh, oh. which would explain again why... Exercise is so important for long-term health mm. benefits. Exercise in itself. So you, any form of exercise, and like whether it's running, and like even those mm. details, or not, and then running is in the higher form of sort of um, aerobic exercise, mm. anaerobic exercise rather. So any exercise is good. There's yeah. multiple reasons. It's, uh, it decreases the inflammation in your body because uh, most diseases are inflammation, basically. Mm. Like you talk about type 2 diabetes, talk about strokes, you talk about heart attacks, they're all, an infl- or, or dementia for the matter. So ice bath or could help with autoimmune diseases? Well, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an immunomodulator. Yeah. Um, as, so as a, diabetes potentially could help? Absolutely. So how, how could that help diabetes? Does it, what, normalize your blood sugar levels? Like how, how does, what's the... So, or, so you, yeah. yes, it's a, the, the, well, I'll go a step further and tell you that what diabetes generally is, like, so, so that we on the same page. Um, the two types of diabetes, uh, one's type 1, which is uh, immunodeficient, so you're born without it, so you need insulin. So that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. So most of them are type 2. That means it's induced through lifestyle measures. So it's either you've something that you've done or not done. Um, in those lifestyle, one is um, predominantly is diet, exercise, lack of sleep, because lack of sleep alone, you're twice as more prone to get diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And genetically, some people are predisposed. doesn't mean you will get it, but you're just more predisposed, more likely yeah. than the other person. Uh, and exercise, lack of exercise as well, so sedentary lifestyle, you're getting, going into signs of what's like metabolic syndromes. It gets yeah. like that level. Um, so, so you could, rather than waiting to be told you have diabetes, being proactive is the key here, right? So if you start doing cold exposure now and regulating your mood, regu- I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things in this yeah, episode, yeah. but it's more of a proactive measure, although it can help when you have it, but as a, being more proactive is going to be better for you, right? Absolutely. So I, th- I think what you're trying to allude there is like a uh, cold shower just being the, the entity for the other things we're talking about together, yeah. right? like exercise in general uh, or, or good health in general or doing things you can't. Um, yeah, most certainly, yes. It's, it's, yeah. uh, and and that's, that's the dilemma right now. Like we, we, when I say we, if I were to speak for the medical fraternity generally in Western medicine, we're very reactive. Mm-hmm. So which means I wait till you get a disease before yeah. I give you a pill. I wait till you get a disease where you need an operation or a knife. Mm. There's very little spoken or done uh, on preventing disease. Yeah. And we can, we can argue with different reasons as why this is. It's, it's, it's a difficult, anyone can take their own call. But then the irony is, if I were to say nutrition or good or bad or right nutrition, lack of exercise or exercise in general, you sleep, mm. And your emotional health, like the four main mm, pillars, mm. are about 80% co- uh, reasons why we get uh, the disease. So in other words, mm. 80% of a lifestyle disease that you get these, the chronic disease are because of these. It's interesting because one, the, um, one of the things that I do with my clients, we, we have this journaling procedure that we mm-hmm. go through. And it's quite remarkable, the evidence on it. I mean, I, I don't have it to hand, but it's essentially a, a way of journaling 
which gets rid of a trauma from your past mm -hmm. allows you to reevaluate it. And the mm -hmm. byproduct is that statistically people are less likely to get diabetes, less likely to get cardio problems, less likely to get all these different issues because they've been proactive about their emotional health. And when I was saying earlier about the things that make a big difference, journaling for me can make a big difference to my mood, but it doesn't always, which is why I was saying not, but I'm going to be doing more podcast episodes talking about journaling specifically mm -hmm. and why well, first of all, it's free. You mm -hmm. just need to give your time mm -hmm. to doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the emotional health side of things is so important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an area that is just going to get more and more explored because it's it's tricky to even explain. Like, how do we know that you're experiencing the same emotion as me? Mm -hmm. How do we know you're experiencing it at the same height as me? Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many different issues mm -hmm. with emotional health, which is difficult to quantify. Because obviously, as a doctor, you can run a test and you get a result back. Unless AI develops some way of understanding emotions you know what i'm saying like it's quite tricky isn't it well it's, yeah so it's, that's, that's fascinating you touched there actually because of the four things i mentioned of the four pillars the hardest is emotional health mm. it's, it's, it's so complicated because mm. yes you could read a few books on nutrition and you get an understanding of what is right and you could do a few tests these days and measures different levels yeah. and you still even though even though that is so complicated but you still kind of understand it emotional health i think is the hardest of it all yeah it is you, you could put Two twins in identical situations mm. have gone through, but yet they mm. will not come out the same. Mm. You, it's, it's so so complicated. And yet, yeah. as I was saying earlier, none of those four topics are taught to any doctor or nurse in the med school. It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's crazy to think that we, we have an hour of lecture on sleep, probably. Maybe half a day lecture on nutrition. Jesus. None with exercise, at least the med school I went to. Uh, emotions forget it you don't you just meant to know and you just went to understand it's, well it's, I guess it's like that would be that you you just move on to a psychologist right I mean that was the absolutely yeah I mean, but, but that's so short-sighted but you know you, you, you refer someone to a psychologist whereas you know there's certain things that you could just recommend immediately because the psychologist yes. is going to follow his training right depends on what he's trained in maybe he's trained in psychoanalysis maybe he's trained in EMDR whereas who's the person you go to for general health there isn't but it should be a doctor, yeah. but there isn't. So what you end up doing is what we're doing, which is a podcast episode on this, to try and get some truths to help people because there's not, this information isn't available, which is, it is available, but there's so much nonsense online. It's Absolutely. Just, I think with age, so like I'm 39 now, I think I've been exploring this stuff for like 15 years and you begin to realise all the nonsense. Mm -hmm. as, as you get a bit older, you just go, I don't even need to try that to know that won't work. Like, you know, the reason why I like cold showers and ice baths is that they're hard mm -hmm. and you can do them whenever you want, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why I like journaling is because that's hard and you can do it whenever you want. It's never this one size fits all solution to anything. Absolutely, no. Yeah. It isn't. It, like, it, it's, it's so isn't. Even, even with simple treatments like with nutrition, it isn't. Some people ask me what supplements I need to take or what food I need to mm -hmm. eat. I said... I, we could be eating the same thing, yeah. but we would react so differently, be absorbed so differently. Um, completely makes sense. It's in, and same with emotional health as well. It's, it's mm. so different. So, mm. so you know, earlier when you alluded that like, like a um, psychotherapist or mm. someone would be essential, that's where you would get to. But if you did the right, all the four pillars well much earlier on, so you mm. wouldn't even get to that far. Like, do you I completely like you'd be, agree. Yeah, so like you'd be more proactive than getting mm. to a point where you're reactive. Well, I think that that's essentially what we're getting at in this episode, right? We're going to try and give some universal truths for people so yeah. that they can work things out. So, you know, cold exposure mm -hmm. is good, mm -hmm. right? I mean, 
maybe you should be following some guidance online or there's some companies that have training out on how to do it, right? I mean, I've been doing cold showers for quite some time. So, but there are companies that can train you on how to do it, right? That, that would be the first step. So you feel supported in the journey of doing it. And then once you get comfortable doing it, it's then just a case of like anything, it's doing it. It's like going to the gym, you know, unless you actually go to the gym, you're not going to get the results. And it's the same with cold exposure therapy. Um, can I add a sort of different it. dimension to it? We're saying, yeah, cold therapy is, is what I would say 100% essentially is good enough evidence. It's loads of papers. But even if you, before you get to cold showers, which I think these are um, sort of homeosis kind of styled methods. What I mean is like what doesn't kill you mm-hmm. makes you stronger. So yeah, this, yeah. this is the extent, this was longevity. We get into this part of the spectrum where, wow, yes, I can act this. But I think much before I just tell people just, uh, is your sleep right now? Yeah. You're sleeping well? You know the answer. Mm. If mm. not, seek help, right? Mm. You think you're eating healthy mm. now? Like, don't even get into the details of what, how, what you should. Yeah. Just to the basic fact, just 20, 20, 80 rule, as we all know, about, right? Just do 20 percent things, right? Are you exercising? Are, are you even walking? Are you having sedentary yeah. lifestyle? Then cold shower to them seems extreme. Do you know I mean? Just do these first basics yeah. first. So you, and think, then get them right. so you think people are kind of already aware of what their issues are anyway. If they ask, stop and ask themselves, why aren't I healthy? Most people know really the truth. Exactly. You know that. You answer. You, yeah. you, I mean... Like, who knows you better than you yourself, right? But there's another yeah. side of you telling you not to believe, but you know, well, the, sit down and think and pause. The, the area that I personally struggle most within this is managing stress is an insidious thing to deal with because I think there's a few different types of stress. There's the stress in the moment, yeah. which is I'm scared of this. Yeah. There's the stress about something in the future, mm-hmm. so an apprehension. There's a fear about something from your past, but mm-hmm. if you suffer from shame or something like that catching up with you. They're all things that you have to learn to deal with, right? No one can essentially help you. You have to learn your own coping mechanisms or get sort of therapy to help. Then there's the underlying stress, which essentially is the stress that's going to kill you, right? There's the the stress that you're not really aware of, but it's there. Mm. And that for me is the most difficult thing to deal with. And what I found is that there's a few things that really help with that. So very, very basic thing Write down all the things that stress you out in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is quite hard, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's one of the reasons why I have this studio here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stressed me out in my life was traveling so much with work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's stressing me out. Why don't I just set up a studio here near where I live? No more traveling. People come to me. My God, I feel better. Mm-hmm. What else is stressing me out? Working with certain um, companies is stressing me out. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So one by one, I just picked out everything and I I removed all of those things that were stressing me out. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is you, in, in these moments, your comfort zone, you know, everyone says about get out of your comfort zone. I think in moments in your life, you actually need to go closer within your comfort zone, not wider. Because for me, at this stage in my life, I've been pushing myself so hard for so many years on, on career progress, success, all these notes. I'm at the point where I'm like, actually, do you know what? For the next 12 months, I don't really want to take anything else on outside my comfort zone. I just want to get back to being who I am. So there's like a a closing in on that and a sort of reconciliation process. Now, that's huge. Like Mm -hmm. being able to look in the mirror and and be Mm -hmm. able to change your life. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I can do that, have my own business. So it's fine. But other people may be a bit more challenging. But then you have the other parts of this, which work in tandem, which is obviously what this podcast is about. But... The reason why I was articulating that is because even with cold showers, even with all the other things we're going to talk about, if I didn't reduce the stresses in my life, I would still be sick. 
So it's like all of these things are great, but common sense also prevails. What's stressing you out? Mm -hmm. Which which sounds like it's an obvious question, but no one really stops to ask it. Mm -hmm. It could be your partner. Mm -hmm. It could be mm -hmm. your family. Mm -hmm. It could be you need to cut out a member mm -hmm. of your family. Mm -hmm. It could be you need to cut out friends. Mm -hmm. It could be you need to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows what their own are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Liz? I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that first step of pause. Now, people don't, which is what I'm saying. Like even one, one of the breathworks I was alluding to earlier is what are you doing at that point? You're just pausing. Mm. You're just pausing your breath. You normally sleep, uh, breathing shallowly and then you're just pausing, giving it mm. a long breath. Once you pause, I, th I think you get to reflect and, I, and you're right. Mm. You know. There's you yourself saying, know what it? you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Is that the part of the brain telling you continue to do it? Yeah. You're trying to convince yourself but you know what you need to do. That's true, isn't it? Pause and reflect. Yeah. But I, I think it's having a, 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 a protocol to use which is like you know, if I'm feeling stressed, what is the go-to? So my go-to, if I'm feeling stressed, is what's stressing me out? Is it within my control or not? If it's within my control, change it. If not, try and let go, which is like an old stoic, probably an old Indian philosophy too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. One of yeah. the, like, most of the Indian philosophies just, just um, pause hmm. and reflect. Because the yeah. only change you can make is you not, hmm. and not outward. Because it's easy to blame the outward because... Hmm. He's not doing it for me or because I, I think in a way like you're postponing the happiness because what yeah. you're doing there is like thinking I need to have uh, a job to be happy. I need yeah. to get to a holiday yeah. to be happy. Yeah. Right? I need to get this kind of a house, this kind of a relationship. Only then I'll be happy. So when you get there, then you're pushing it further. Yeah. You're not looking at the moment. What is looking at the moment is just pause. It's, 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 it's being in the moment. Yeah, it's so interesting. So it's, it? it's exactly so when you know as you're alluding to earlier, yeah. like how emotional. One of the things I do, like what helps me, is I say meditate. And people have the impression that is when you say meditate, you got to sit down somewhere, ideally on, on a mountain somewhere, when no man's land, and mm. be in a thought of no thought. And that that I say it's hard. Mm. It's, it's impossible actually, unless mm. you unless you as good as Buddha, because mm. he and, uh, he, well, he got enlightened under the tree when he had no thought, but we're not them. So what I say is like, think more mm. and let your thoughts flow. Let yeah. your thoughts flow. Only then you're questioning. Yeah, the, I mean, I've experimented in so many different types of of meditation over mm. the years. And I, my thought on this is that really the stereotypical meditation is just escapism. I think you meditate, great. You, you, get, you get respite, which is great. You get away from your stresses but as soon as you come back out of it you are still stressed so it's like you know going back to what i'm saying meditation is really beneficial and really helpful if the rest of your life's in balance you don't suddenly start meditating and your whole life gets better i don't think it works like that for me that's just escapism so it's like if we get these pillars right that we're talking about today then you decide to meditate well then you're really talking about getting somewhere like that that for me is like meditating when i'm in a good place is unbelievable mm. meditating when i'm in a bad place is a distraction you can't really concentrate on doing it i think for the same amount of time you're better off sitting down saying what problems have i got how do i rectify these problems do, do you know what i'm saying so i have a different that's what i'm saying mm. I, think, I think we slightly differ yeah. because i think how we define meditation is different then, mm. right so meditation is not necessarily as i said not sitting down and doing something being in the moment is meditation, mm. right? That's what it is. Maybe that's meditative because that means I'm here. So, so yeah. what, what this, like Sadhguru says, meditation comes from the word medicine. Mm. Like, you know, that means you're unwell, that's who you need it. If you, yeah. you're in the moment, you don't even need meditation. That's what I think you're trying to get to in a point. Yeah, well, I think 
I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of the word mindfulness. I think it doesn't mean anything. And I think when people say you should try and be more mindful, that doesn't work for me. I'm more of a fan of flow. So for example, if I have an ice bath, yeah, for sure. In the last minute or two, I feel intense calm and I'm completely in the moment, right? Am I trying to be mindful? No, I'm not trying to be mindful. I've done something difficult that's challenged my system and I'm now extremely present. So for me, mindfulness is the byproduct. It's not the goal. And then when I'm thinking about, you know, a goal for my life, do I want to be mindful or do I want to be in flow? Well, to be in a flow, you have to be challenging yourself to a level which you're not quite sure whether you can achieve it or not. So for me, living a life of flow whether it's martial arts training, mm -hmm. whether it's public speaking, whether it's content creation, that's my aim. I think when people are talking about being mindful or having a life trying to be more mindful, I think that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite clear on this. I don't, I, I've been there. And I think that during those times in my life, um, I think being aimless comes along being mindful. I, I, I can't help but link the two. Perhaps I'm wrong, but for me, they don't work. So I think you can get the same feeling. Go and have an ice bath, go and have a cold shower. You'll, you'll be mindful afterwards, trust me. Mm -hmm. um, also as well, another way of doing this um, is prayer. So for example, like if you say grace or prayers before you eat food, you're going to enjoy your food more because you're more in the present moment. For me as well, like how do I enter the present moment? How do I become giving money to charity? I'm instantly, if I give money to charity and I walk down the street, I notice absolutely everything. Am I trying to notice absolutely everything? No, of course I'm not. Mm. I've done something. Maybe it's the law of nature where you've given something or you've done something hard. And the reward is that you're in the moment, such as praying for someone else, being grateful, whatever it may be. I think the byproduct is being in the moment. I never think that's the goal. I just, I just don't see how that works. So, like it just to summarize that in you know, one sentence, yeah. what you're saying there is to give mm. is more powerful than 100% for, for yourself because because you've been given to this world. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you're a gift to the world, so you, you need to give back. There's more 100%. love in giving back. Yeah, that's, I, that's I couldn't that's, agree more. Yeah. That's the whole flow process. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you're trying to be mindful, who, who, who are you helping? You're just so, like, you're, you're being mindful for me is like you're just trying to escape. I don't get it. So, so, so the definitions of these, this, newer words yeah. off late. I mean, I'm sure five years ago, we didn't hear much of what mindfulness meant, or even, I don't think I've heard it that often, nor wellness mm. in, in tandem or together. Yeah. Um, these are newly coined words that have come on, right? But but those practices that you're telling me are 10,000 years old. 100%. Right? Okay, so the, these are, these date back like pre-English pre even, mm. right? Pre Christ, like most of the oh, Ayurvedic methods are like 10,000 years old, like what? even before mm. English language existed, I'm afraid. Like, and then came reasoning and logic behind mm. those methods. And the irony is like, I mean, you could take it two ways. Like, I think it's sheer arrogance to, to believe that 10,000 year old ancestors of ours mm. had, was doing something and we were happy to brush that off that like, that didn't make sense. Really? Are you that clever? Are you that intelligent? I, they, they did things that we didn't, yeah. we can't even imagine doing things today. I, that's, I, I think to me, it's sheer arrogance. What? And I, yeah. and I say that with such, um, not, 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 yeah, you take it either way you want, anger mm. or, mm. or botherance, because mm. here I'm sitting. I'm, mm. I mean, I come from uh, the land of uh, Ayurvedic medicine. Mm. We brushed that off. Mm. Um, and I, I, I was one of them. And I was, I fell for that idea that it didn't make sense. Mm. It's it's 
And now years later, if you just take one aspect, the yoga is, everybody knows yoga is good. Mm. That's just one limb, not even a limb. It's just one iota well, of the entire knowledge that was there. Yeah. And if the way, yeah. And the way, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying because um, everybody talks about uh, curcumin now. Mm. Okay, so turmeric was used everywhere in India, like milk, on the skin, everywhere, mm. in the food. And that's, apparently that's one of the reasons why most rural India don't have Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm. That's because turmeric is anti-inflammatory. And I can, I can go on and on. So I think the, at yeah. least it's why you should just pause and look into what mm. was there. I'm not saying one or the other. Yeah. We, we're fortunate now to blend both. Like you said, ice cold showers. There's, there's stuff like Surya Namaskara, like mm. pray first thing, do you, uh, praying to the sun first mm. thing in the morning. Because mm. those rays are powerful and they go out of the wavelength. The same thing as red light therapy these days, is the same mm. rays of the wavelength of what the sun used to give. So it's, like, it's, it's, it's good. We're in a good state of time, time I, now, I think. A hundred percent agree. I, I, even like something like yoga. I mean, the way it's practiced in the West is a bit of a joke. I mean, it's so antiquated, sorry, so different from actually traditional yoga in India. It's, it's, it's madness. It's like you see, you know, everyone goes to these 45 minute express yoga classes and it's just like, sure, doing that is better than not doing it for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But the, the, you know, if you read anything about where yoga comes from, it's so much more mm -hmm. than, than a capitalized way mm -hmm. of stretching. Yes. Because really, yes. what's taught in the West is stretching. It's yes. not yoga. That, and you can say it's yes. yoga, but it's stretching. It isn't. It isn't. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just one limb of it, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many yoga. There's something called bhakti yoga. You know what that is? Prayer and you pray and you chant to God, mm. right? You're chanting those 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 sounds or those vibration sounds. Mm. That's a yoga. That's practice every day. So in India, that's that's one limb. This is just this is called Raja Yoga. Well, it, I think what yeah. you're trying to say is sorry, it's like is yeah. the yoga now is we live in a capitalistic world. Mm. So so they're selling the idea of yoga. Yeah. With that comes Lulemon. Lulemon was just the outfit yeah. yoga. I'm sure he, they made more money than 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 the actual schools of mm. existence that came from India, mm. and that they're, they're still even not heard of. Everybody knows Lululemon. I, I I don't think anybody can tell me who the founder of uh, of yoga, who's the first yeah. yogi, who's the first person to ever done yoga. This I, I ask people, this tell me who's the first person that, as our literature would yeah. say, it is Lord Shiva. He's yeah. a true yogi. But even that's interesting. I I think that. Because everyone is so busy in a capitalist society, I think people want things easy and they want it sort of spoon fed. But my understanding of life is that if you if you search for truth in one area, it's often true in other areas. Mm -hmm. And I've been teaching communication skills for 15 years and I'm still learning. Right. I'm st I still think I don't know so many things about it. Martial arts training. I just know nothing right about martial arts at all. Been doing it a long time. So you, just, so you think, OK, these things are so nuanced and so difficult that I already know that when you get into yoga, that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be challenging and it's not going to be surface level, do these 26 poses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, you know, even yeah. even one of those poses, mm -hmm. I bet it's taught badly if you got a proper Indian teacher in. I bet that the, the understanding's wrong. Same same in um, with um, Tai Chi in martial arts. Like people don't understand why you would want to do these body postures or body movements. They, it just doesn't make sense. I'd, I'd rather just do strength and conditioning at the gym or, or I'd rather do yoga. It's like, well, that's thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a reason why people were doing it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, you can go to an earlier point where you're saying mm. like, um, you've been doing, um, what you're doing for years and you still don't know a lot. Mm. So that's, that's, that's like a, a child, in wanting more knowledge, mm. like in you know, a hunger for knowledge. And and that, 
I go about like, so when people say they're expert in something, I feel like well, you're limiting your knowledge, right? Like you're an expert in this, mm. but you're not an expert in another field. There's so yeah. much to know. And like likewise, like I feel like I've I've uh, worked for 15 odd years or more as a doctor, and there are certain fields within the medicine, like mm. what we're talking about. I, I don't know much, like nutrition. Yeah, I just start learn from scratch. I'm mm. like, how do I not know this? And there's so much to learn. It is. It's so, same so with true. yoga. Like this. Yeah, it came from. Books came later. Scripts. Of course. So in good old uh, Vedic culture, which is to come from guru to shishya, that means a teacher would tell, teach a disciple the art because you wouldn't get filtered or or should I say corrupted by by words, mm. with no words, because you trained and trained and you teach him, you teach him, mm. you will not forget. Mm. And this is not written, mm. it's taught and it's taught in discipline. And you, your role is to find another disciple and passed on for generations. Do you, do you know why that's so interesting? In, in the Jewish religion, so the, the there's the Torah, which is the Jewish book, but mm. there's the, the oral Torah. Mm. Which, and, and the rabbi's role is to actually explain what the Torah means to people. And that has been passed down in generations. It's not written down. So it has so to go through the lineage. It has to go through the lineage, And that, yeah. that's a very, obviously, Judaism is a very old religion as well. Yeah. And my martial arts instructor uh-huh. won't take on certain students. He only, only trains certain people who can pass that information down that are of the same mindset of why it was created. Yeah. Because people realize if you're, if you're smart, you, you realize, like, I, I don't teach certain principles to anyone mm-hmm. because you, you uncover during your sort of quest to understand communication skills, you uncover stuff that could be used to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And you just think, I don't want to, even though it might not be, it could be. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't need to teach this. So I choose not to. So it's mm-hmm. like certain knowledge I just think would corrupt people or give them too much power. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't want to teach this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting, isn't yeah, it? It is very interesting like how you pause. And you th- yeah. It's, yeah. Because. Hmm. I think we should, uh, I mean, we could talk, this could be a whole yeah, podcast episode, guess. but I want there's some pillars I wanted to talk about. The, the second on. one, which we've touched upon that I wanted to talk about was nutrition. Okay. So before, obviously, before we did this, we were talking about um, blood sugar levels, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, continuous glucose monitor, CGM, mm-hmm. is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So as you know, I've got one coming in a few days time. So what I was looking at doing was preventing my blood sugar from spiking quite so much. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, I read Peter Attia's book about longevity and he suggested actually getting one of these. We've spoken about this before about yeah. getting one. Um, I'm also really curious to know because um, I've had sort of IBS symptoms and stuff in the past through, through caused by stress. But if my gut health was stronger, perhaps I wouldn't have had the symptoms Right, we've spoken about this. So I'm keen to get one of these and then... Before we even got onto this podcast, you gave me some unbelievable bits of wisdom. So I just want to share them quickly and then we can talk about them, right? Mm-hmm. So I was asking you, like, is it okay to have sugar? And you said, well, if you're going to have sugar, have it after a meal because your blood glucose level is already high. That's why it's called dessert, because you could have it after dinner. Don't snack because every time you snack, you are increasing your blood sugar level. So have breakfast, lunch and dinner or just lunch and dinner if you want to fast, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to have... Yeah, if you want to, yeah, that's one part. The other thing you said is that when you have carbohydrates like rice, if you have olive oil with them, that compounds over the carbohydrate and actually stops your blood sugar level spiking so much. So I'm like, hang on a minute. So if I just limit Mm. my snacks, if I want to have them to after dinner and have oil 
with uh, rice and, and meat, whatever I'm having, my sugar levels are going to go up and down less. That impact on that over the longevity of your life has got to be unbelievable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot you said there. Let me unpack a few yeah. as I go on, right? Um, before you even get to glucose, I mean, eating healthy is a big thing, right? I mean, you got to get rid of processed food. Let's stick to glucose in itself because that's, that's the, the thing you said. I, what I found is if I tell people glucose is bad for you or simple sugar is bad for you and don't do A, B, and C, very difficult to change a habit, right? It is. And, 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 and I get that because I'm not, I'm not I'm, uh, perfect myself. I to have a new habit with me takes time. And I'm more well, likely well, to. Imagine trying to give up black coffee in the morning. I, I couldn't do it. There's yeah, exactly. no, I wouldn't be able to do I, that. I wouldn't be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I, I can change my sugar habits. That's not a problem. But That's I exactly. couldn't give up black coffee. No so, so, way. So, 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 what I started was coffee yeah. was a big thing for me, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then I, I said, okay, fine. I could do it without milk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't have milk. And, so, I went one step. Yeah. And then I went, okay, now I can try. I, I, so I have black coffee with sugar in it. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, I've got to give it yeah, up. Yeah, I know. I I kept and, 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 then, and then eventually yeah. I'm off it. Yeah. So I couldn't have gone from a full black co- normal coffee, yeah. like Indian filter coffee, to black coffee yeah. straight away. So steps is what yeah, I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hence I was trying to say well, what you're saying about the same thing with glucose as well. But so, I was going to say, it takes time for your body to adapt. So what you don't want to do is say, right, I'm going to give up all of refined sugar straight away because your, your body would just not, you're just going to go straight back to where exactly, you are. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so you, you, one less sugar is one less sugar. Do you know what I mean? Or one less meal of less sugar is one less yeah. meal. So just start with that. C- can, we, can we just on this, right? So to make it really clear, because you start getting to um, glucose, sucrose, it, yeah. it's quite complicated, right? Yeah. So, so if we say initially mm-hmm. for this, right, that anything unhealthy is like a dessert, mm-hmm. right? It's not, we're not talking about fruit and veg. We're just talking about refined sugar. So if you're adding sugar in your tea or mm-hmm. your coffee, mm-hmm. if you're having cookies, cakes, desserts, whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that have to go, mm-hmm. right? Because they spike your blood sugar level. Yes, that's correct. Now, before we even go on to replacement, so in case we don't go back to this, I replace my snacks. I have blueberries with Greek yogurt and nuts. And mm-hmm. that for me is enough. It gives mm. me, uh, it's an enjoyable snack mm-hmm. without giving me a blood sugar level spike, right? Oh, oh so you think. Or so, so I think, a, until I've had my monitor, I'm not going to know. Yeah. 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 Um, so the reason why I have that snack is because a friend of mine has diabetes type one. Mm-hmm. And he said that snack, he's basically saying he anything spikes in, but that doesn't. So it's a good snack. But yeah, I'm keen to test it, which is why we're doing it. So the question I have, going back a step, why is it bad for your blood sugar levels to spike? Is it is it the insulin that's yeah. bad? Like, and why? What's the effect on the body? Cool. So let me break that down simply uh, in simple words. So every time you have anything, what we call sugar or simple carbohydrate, right? Um, body produces insulin to act on it. So if you have a snack with sugar, so insulin goes up, comes back, and what you're doing, say another hour or two, you're having another snack with sugar content, it's going up and down. It's doing these plateaus time and again throughout the day, right? Which over a period of time, the insulin becomes resistant. So once it becomes resistant, that is diabetes. But, but or, what, yeah. Sorry, just yeah. add one. So that's one entity. Yeah. So this the whole spectrum called like metabolic syndrome where, where your triglycerides are high, the, the, the entity of it. All these are sort of precursor to these chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. So, so do you see what I mean? Like yeah. by, by not understanding these, by breaking one of these habits itself. It makes sense. You could prevent a lot of extent. I'm not saying this alone, but, but in tandem but, with others. But what is insulin? Okay. So ins- insulin is essential for your body to break down the glucose that is needed f- for your energy production. Okay. So it's a hormone that is essential. Again, okay, absolutely essential, without which we wouldn't survive because that's one of the breakdowns. But, but, but you too don't... much of it 
is Absolutely. the problem. Okay. Because th- think about it, like, if you're stretching a band once, twice, thrice, it's fine. But you keep stretching, 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 mm. stretching, it's going to snap. In other words, what I'm trying to get to is, you're producing too many times of it, be- your cells become resistant to the, to the production of insulin. So, uh, you know, the way of having no less insulin is obviously just to eat less, right? So... Yeah, eat less. So, you, uh, so or, or sorry, snack. So have like set meals. Either have two meals a day or three meals a day. So there's another caveat to do it again, as I said, because nutrition is complicated. Sure, sure. So if, if I start saying people have just two meals, then you're lacking in protein. That is essential. Again, sure. we can get to that round like where how important protein is. We get there, but we're just sticking to sugars and sugars alone in this conversation. So let's stick to sugars. Um, so you want to have less of sugar, right? Okay, less of carbohydrates. We don't need so much. You can't go all zero. So no. one of the best ways of saying is, so if you get bread with olive oil in the restaurant, ideally I would just send it back and have the vegetables first because your fibers are up. Mm-hmm. And then should you have bread after, you don't have a spike because what fiber does is sort of like covers it in a, in a way. And then your insulin doesn't go as high as peak as it is. It kind of plateaus and stays that level. So, so when you've got your plate of dinner, yeah, and you've got vegetables, meat, and rice. Mm-hmm. You eat the vegetables first, yes. Yeah, so the the meat second, and the rice last, and the rice last. And and ideally, you drizzle some olive oil over the vegetables. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. The if if you had bread with olive oil, I think I would say dip the bread in olive yeah, oil sure, because you're sure. covering sure. the, the carbohydrate with sort of a fat yeah. emuls- emulsification that kind of takes delayed to absorb. You don't get a peak. Yeah. So essentially, it's re- it's reducing the peaks. You're reducing the peaks. Yeah, okay. So, which why, sorry, which yeah. why you, the question you said earlier, which why desert is served in the end, if you were to have mm. deserts. Yes, deserts are bad, we get to that extent, but what I'm trying to get is if you were to mm. minimize it, if you have the desert at the start of your meal, you get a bl- That makes so much sense. So if you, if, you, if you do want a snack, you're better off having it straight after lunch yes. or straight after dinner. Straight after dinner. So you yes. don't have to give up snacks if you don't want. I mean, yes, you want to reduce them, but if you're someone with a sweet tooth, so, so you could get a blood glucose monitor because they're like, I've paid like 50 pounds for two weeks, right? So I'm probably going to do it for a couple of months. It's going to cost me, what's it going to cost me like 200 pounds, which is, I don't think it's much money. It's going to cost me 200 pounds to actually work out what's spiking my blood glucose and what's not, because everyone's different. And this is the hardest thing to work out, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone says you should be doing this diet, you should be doing that diet. Like, like for me, I've done loads of different diets over the years. I've done keto, I've done these things. What I've worked out for me is that I, my body needs carbohydrates. Like I, I don't function very well on the keto diet. It just doesn't work that well for me. So yes, I'm leaner, but my overall energy just isn't that great. So I want to have some carbohydrates with it, but I don't want to have the glucose spiking up and down at the same point. So what I'm keen to, to know with this monitor is like, um, what size portion can I have? Am I better off exercising before or exercising afterwards? How long should I be breaking between food? Like all of this can only be worked out if you have a monitor, because how else can you work this out? There's no way of knowing, right? So, 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 so a great point that you said there, actually, because you, what you're trying to say most times is we're going by how we feel about our health. Yeah. See what I mean? So, so I, I feel better. I feel yeah. um, more energetic and I feel lightheaded and, and or have a pain and then I go up the feeling. But these days there are measures. Mm. So, so, so the advantage of the present day is saying it'd be silly for you not to measure and and not act on it. Like, 100%. like as I was saying earlier, mm. if 
be responsible for your own health. Like, mm. who's got your health in the best interest? You, yourself, and I. Like, mm. don't put the blame on a clinician to say, I've got a problem, can you help yeah. me? What I'm trying to get at is like, if you were to run a business, you would look at the figures, wouldn't you? Like, you f- look at what the mm. digits are, and then you think, okay, I'm doing better, and I need mm. data, what I'm trying to get. Yeah, yeah. And we still need not to have data now and work on it. And the one being the... CBG we talk, spoke about the continuous yeah. glucose monitoring. It's it's a, it's a patch that comes there. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, have to have it throughout. I'll I'll, for put, long. I'll I'll put a link in the description to the one that I've, I'm buying, so you've got access to it. Yeah, yeah. So just use it for at least six weeks to to yeah. eight weeks. You you have even, an idea yourself, and then e- you don't yeah. need to use it again. Even if you just carry on with your existing diet, exactly, and you look at it and you go, "Oh my god, why is that spiking?" So you're going to be you, like, Ooh. and then you're like, "Oh my god, you have that. You were not going to have that again straight away." No, of course you're not. Yeah, and it, and you know, I was saying to my friend with diabetes as well, like I was saying like, oh, I'm, I have like jumbo oats like for breakfast. And he said, oh, that would spike my blood sugar level too high. And I was thinking all everything you read about online says that they're fine for blood sugar. And he goes, no, that'd be awful. And I'm like, OK, I'm having them every morning at the moment. So I'm like, I'd be keen to see actually the response of those because they're jumbo oats and they're organic. They're apparently they're, a, but you don't know, do you? So that's no what I was saying to allude to you earlier. It's. It's not one nutrition to all. No. You could be you n- give it all the names you want, like it's like keto, whatever, yeah. vegan, whatever. But it's it's so complicated, and nutrition 100%. is complicated, yeah. right? I mean, your gut is complicated, mm. uh, and even if we ate the same thing, mm. our absorption rates are different. Our gut microbiome yeah. is different, and as I said, we can go into detail at a later point. Well, but I'm saying, unless you test them, you're not going to you're know. not going to know. To the yeah. uh, to, and and when you're in the present day, where you can test them, we should well, be testing them. Completely agree. And I, I just think like just general advice to people, right? So if you want to have a dessert, eat it straight after dinner is, is really good advice, right? Um, if you can have some olive oil with your food, if you can eat it, that's great. You should space your meals apart if you can, but obviously without having a feedback, you're not going to know. And stop snacking. You don't need to snack. Yeah, and stop and snacking. And that reason but to but snack, I need you, the energy you, you, is such a lame excuse. You say snacking as well, right? So like I eat, try and eat more fruit and veg because I want the, the um, fiber, right? So fruit and veg, I should be having with meals or just straight after a meal because if you then have fruit two hours later you're spiking your blood sugar again so you are in essence but but i don't want to vilify fruits because i mean you're getting the other benefits of them sure right but, but you could you could including, yeah but you could anyways. eat them during a set eating period so, so there's other dichotomy as well you don't have large meals that means you need a lot of insulin to go up again to and which are this smaller meals as long as you get the uh, nutrients. So this is so where you need to balance. You need to you work need to balance. out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Work out for yourself. Um, what I meant snacking earlier yeah. was like you would have had a meal, and before another meal, you just feel like you you need something in between. Mm. Or I'm not entirely sure you do, but half the time I think it's habitual. To be honest, mm. if you have the things around mm. there and you just eat them because it's just there, and, and that's what you've naturally done for a period of time. So would a would a protein shake? Obviously, it would raise your blood sugar levels, but if it's pure protein. Because the thing I'm thinking about is like, you know, one of the reasons I don't weight train that much is just because I, I don't want to eat that amount, amount of it. I can put on muscle quite easily, mm. but the byproduct is I'm eating a lot and I don't I don't like eating that much food. So, mm. you know, if I'm doing longer distance running, I still probably have one or two protein shakes a day. Um, they're obviously going to spike your blood sugar, right? So, so it, Because you're not having by itself, you're having with other things around it, right? So, and it, are you getting pure protein? Is there any sugars in the protein powder that you're getting? Or the protein powder I've got has got 1.5 grams of sugar in it. 
which is quite low. It, it is low, so, so but that's still sugar. But, but right? the, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Something I mean, I mean, what I tend to do is when I have a protein shake, I'll try and have an apple with it, or I'll have something fibrous with it at the same time. That's what I'm trying to do, or some blueberries or something, blueberries. just to have some fiber with it with each meal. But so, all the more reason why you should get the the monitor, and then you know exactly what's exactly done it. and yeah, what's yeah, happening so yeah. many times a day. And I tell you what, you yeah. could actually relate that to how you feel. Well, I was thinking about this as well. What I'd be keen to know is how you feel when you have that insulin uh, surge up. And and also as well, what is my mood? Because I've been intermittent fasting for years, right? And the last few days I've started eating breakfast and I tell you, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel, I honestly feel amazing because I'm eating, not first thing in the morning. I used to eat between one and two. I had breakfast at 11, right? But I'm like, I wonder whether the fasting was putting too much strain on my system. See, and, and and again, w- this is only something that we can work out ourselves. But I'm like, I feel so good for having eaten breakfast the last few days. I'm like, I just need to test this again, going back to the testing. But I'm still going to f- be fasting because I normally finish eating at seven. So seven till 11, still a 16 hour fast, right? Which is still a long fast. But I was fasting like 18 hours a day and I think it was too much. So I'm not really fine intermittent fasting no. or fasting and you could have a different viewpoint and mm. either and present day that people have a different viewpoint the um what they talk about is if you're trying to do time restricted eating or not fasting for long you're not getting enough of protein mm. i mean you can make an argument for that because protein is essential mm-hmm. you have a muscle breakdown and you know you, you can't have the whole say uh, 1.5 uh, grams per kilograms roughly your body weight mm. in um, ideally at least and bless half of that. Sorry, so so on that, if I weigh 80 kilos, which I'm, you know, a few Christmas pounds, maybe I'm a little bit over that, but so I would need 120 grams of protein a day, at least. At least. And, and, and it's, it's a lot if you think of it. That's a lot. I mean, protein shakes would make up 50 of that, but I'm still like, I'm probably not hitting that. And I exercise a lot. So yeah. I'm probably way short. In which case, if so- I eat another meal... It gives me another opportunity to get that in. So this makes complete sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense what you're saying. Yeah. So Because again, it, Peter Atty's book, which we've spoken about as well, he, he is of the belief that you need to build muscle mass because as you age, you lose it, right? So it's interesting. Isn't it? it is interesting. There's something called sarcopenia, which means loss of muscle mass. It starts to happen almost from the age of 30. Wow. So you're losing as you you go on. I mean, which why you you could see elderly people who've you've got no muscle. I'm not expecting to have huge muscle bulk, but losing muscle bulk, you're losing the bone density too, mm. and, and the stability. So most people, the elderly who uh, uh, don't make it because of falls, and falls is a big thing for uh, yeah, most of the mortalities because so someone true. has a falls. I see it all the time at work. Mm, like course, you, we see, you we see be. in. Um, uh, Poor little old grannies come in and they have a fall. They would be absolutely fine, a trivial fall, gone, hips gone. And it takes wow. them days or weeks to to get back to normalcy, even if they do, because it's, you're losing it. That's the biggest bone of the, the body, right? Sure. And, and the, the that's the likely thing about the other spectrum of it. You fall, you could crack your neck. That's the end of it. Like there's that extreme as well. So which is why I'm saying strength and the muscle bulk is very it's important. important. The the other thing I wanted to talk about quickly was the 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 other part of gut health, which is spoken about a lot, is fermented foods. Mm-hmm. So, is it should we be consuming more fermented foods? Um, generally speaking, yeah, generally speaking, thing. because because yeah, I want to get to the detail, but I know, but I would say yes to that because 
I can get to the detail of trying to say I need to test what is a good bacteria, bad bacteria, what is like the dysbiosis index, and do you have a leaky gut, and do you have yeast? Should I treat that first before I give you fermented food? But that's a bit further down the line. See, the answer I, is whether you're having fermented or not ha- fermented. I would say yes. Yeah. So, like which why the good old natural yogurt, yogurt is homemade yogurt is is is. So good for you. The, the, yog- I, the yogurts in supermarkets are laced with sugar, though, so you got to be careful. I think Greek, Greek, Greek yogurt is normally the safest. If you, but not the. If you get reduced fat, normally that's laced with sugar. So, because I looked into yogurts a lot, either make them yourself, get someone you know to make them, or get full fat Greek yogurt. Otherwise, it's laced with sugar. The, the other thing on that is that uh, supermarket bread is normally laced with sugar, mm-hmm. so you're better off buying it from um, a bakery instead because mm-hmm. bakery bread doesn't last as long because it's not laced with sugar. Yep. So you can freeze it and then obviously eat it that way. So, so yeah. it's interesting like how, why we are here, we are here today, right? I mean, if you could argue, say about 50, 60 years ago, I think there were less of cancers and less of... Mm. Um, metabolic syndromes or heart disease be far less so what's changed and you think that it's the food the food industry changed, hot, right? definitely and, and i think it was back in the 50s or 60s uh, if i'm right probably even yeah just after the war um there's a huge uh surge in trying to increase the production of food because there's a worry that's scarcity and that's when fertilizers came in right or or any kind of hormonally injected stuff then that's when all the packeted food came in and you exporting came in because we eat Traditionally, we're meant to be eating where we are regionally from. Like, mm, I, mean, I mean, definitely. So, is mm. eating strawberries in South of India natural? It's unnatural. It's, we don't not from that region. So, you, which is why you cook the food where you eat, and that's that's the purest organic form. So, if you yeah. cooking around, and, and so that I'm getting to that complicated part, right? Mm. So, so, to answer your question, the yogurt back into ten thousand years old Indian Vedic literature uh, would be from the cow you would breed. And you make mm. yogurt from that mm. other milk, mm. and best form of uh, your gut bacteria goes in there. That so makes like, that makes so much sense. I mean, even when you have like allergies, if you get local bee pollen, that's actually really effective in dealing with allergies, which is unbelievable. But again, it makes sense. You ha- it has to be local because that's where the allergies are from. Exactly, makes sense. So, so I, I can go into detail as to how that would make sense, mm. but it makes complete sense mm. because when you have an allergy, I mean, it could be just something externally but it could be coming from your gut mm. okay because you got to understand your gut is the biggest organ not your skin and your gut is the biggest protection of all toxins because mm. think of it every day you're eating inhaling everything goes in so if your gut health's off it could be causing a lot of autoimmune disease or any 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 system because i, I well. do have like a, a lot of allergies you're always telling me why are you why are you taking that pill but we're we're working on this so, so be so, keen to see interesting to see like if we get the blood sugar levels right and the other stuff that we're doing, whether my allergies also subside. I also have a dog yeah. who, who sheds and, and obviously I know that a lot of people are allergic to animals. So, you know. So, so most of these are, we assume, like the, most of the allergy pills, let me go back again, going back mm-hmm. to the pharmacy the mm-hmm. world we are in, we treat the symptom. Sure, they don't treat the root cause. So I'm, I'm not even interested in the cause. So someone comes an allergy, I'm not saying not interested, but I'm talking about a generic way. you know way. what? That's so true because when you have allergies, you don't care. Like, you, you know, or you've got a headache, you pop a pill, you've got an allergy, you pop a pill. Like, it's it's easy to just pop a pill when you have an allergy. I know, but, then, you, but then you need a pill every day for the rest of your life. Well, well exactly. So I can go on further, which is what I'm saying. It's, I mean, I think we're in the crossroads where people are questioning, which is fascinating but, in the medical but, world. Because but with, with allergies then, I mean, allergies are 
a symptom of a gut issue for you? No, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm what, saying what, what could be an underlying cause of allergies then? It, it, it's so complicated, right? Okay. So complicated. But what I'm trying to get at is, I understand in the first instance when you have an itch, you give an antihistamine. Yeah, of course. Like, um, but there are reasons why you're allergic because you're eating food that you're allergic to and systemically manifesting with a histamine release. Are you, have you checked the gut in due course time? Yeah, that's um, true. For years, you so, just keep taking uh, antihistamine pills. So, so you can take antihistamines for relief, but try and work out, go and find out why. Because the reason why you're having a, that response could also be an underlying health condition, or yeah. it could be a cause that's going to cause you problems in the part in the future. So, that's it could good. be a, a gateway into into a health con- concern. Uh, one of them, yeah. Uh, but there's so many of of that them it could to, be. To, it could be, yeah. It's interesting. Let, let's. Uh, God, this could be a ten hour podcast. The um, <laughs> Next part of this that I wanted to talk about was the exercise part. So I'm going to just give a few thoughts on this initially before we get into this. You know, the fitness industry will tell you that you should be exercising every day. You need to be doing three and a half hours a week. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing this and and all this information, right? In my life, uh, I find that not to be true. I find it to be... um, Sometimes exercise can be stressful. If you're run down and you're tired or you're overworked or your life's out of balance, exercise is just another stress. If you feel like you have to exercise and it's another box to tick for the day, I think you've got problems because, you know, that's not why you should be exercising, right? Yes, it's got health benefits. Of course it has, which we'll get into. But I also think that a lot of people get burnt out and I think adding exercise into something you have to do is just another stressor that you don't need. And and when you look at even sort of elite athletes, they all have a lot of time off where they have certain time where they just don't do anything or they sleep a lot. Like an elite athlete, athlete I think I was a basketball player, would wake up at 8 a.m., he'd have breakfast and he'd go back to bed till 12. You know, he gets enough sleep to recover, which again is a different part <laughs> of this. So sure, exercise is good, <laughs> but... I think to blanketly say exercise is amazing and you should do it because there's so many different types. There's hiking, there's walking. So could you could you clear any of this up? <laughs> no, no pressure, Neil. But you, you know what I mean? No, no, I, like, I know what you mean. You I, know, I, it's I, like, I, you know, if you do everything, you should be stretching for an hour and a half a day. You should be walking your 10,000 steps. You need to make sure you're doing your weight training. You know, you need to do your meal prep on, on top of this. And it's just like, you know what? I have a life alongside this and this doesn't work for me. You so know, I'm not a robot. So do you know what I'm saying? Man? It's like, I couldn't think of anything worse. So, so I think from what I got from that is uh, we live in this capitalistic world. Yeah. So so you, the people who saying what they're saying, because that's the only answer, because this this sort of a, if there's a product at the end of it, that means you're the product, right? Mm-hmm. So encouraging the idea of exercise, 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 and to do only that is, is fine. But not, and then we're not denying the fact that exercise is good for you. Of course we... Well, it's, course. It's, it's good for physios as well. It's good for personal trainers. Yeah, it's yeah. good for nutrition companies. I mean, yeah, but, you exercising is good for a lot of people other than you. Yeah, right? no, no, what you're trying to ask is... How much of exercise is needed for you? Yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, I mean of... even think about that, like exercise, think about who exercise is good for. Well, you need clothes to go there. You need running shoes that only last 300 miles because I do a lot of running. So I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people that want you to exercise. There's a lot of people that don't, that want to sell you some sugar. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. But, but with exercise, I don't, I think it's quite nuanced. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily like the amount because I guess that's different for everyone as well, right? But it's more just like the the overall yeah, what, what you think of exercise in general, like, you know, what are your thoughts on it? 
this, I mean, medically, there's enough evidence to say exercise is, is a huge mm-hmm. pillars and, and, and the outcomes are phenomenal. There's, there's no denial in that. Sure. And then in that we can break down as what is exercise. And I think, as I was saying uh, earlier, because the extreme to me is going to the gym and working out. I'm putting that in the extreme because it's harder to go mm-hmm. to the gym and do it. And that's where the whole capitalistic mindset comes in. And so you're selling the idea of a gym membership. Well, you need, you need pre, pre-performance gym stuff. Yeah. You need gym work. Yeah. You need, you, you need creatine. Yeah. You need post-performance workout. Absolutely. You need a personal trainer. Yeah, right? I, I, all of them. Yeah. All of the above, right? All of the above. But are the exercises that one can do with, without the huge financial gain? Yes, you can. And from doing no exercise. So that it's should better. be the excuse not to do anything else. So what you don't want to be sedentary. What is sedentary? Like you're just sitting for an hour, not sure. moving. Like sure. just move. Um, so if this, peop- this this kind of spectrum suits people, yeah, so be it. But then I think any start is good. Any start is well, good. It's like, yeah, like 150 minutes of sort of in a week. Yeah. So what we call moderate to physical exercises. Now. Like they say what 60 minutes to 90 minutes a, a week. That That's not a lot of wrist and training is good yeah. enough. The evidence of in papers or studies yeah, to say yeah. it's enough. Well, I'm, I'm a different mindset when it comes to exercise. So I think the, the mentality that we're forced upon us mm-hmm. is that you should go to the gym and you should exercise for 45 yeah. minutes to an hour, right? I think in life, I mean, if you, you get you get people that look at life. They try and do one amazing thing, right? They, yes, they, they, yes. They, they, they I, I just do one great thing, and, and, and it's like, and, uh-huh. hang on a minute. What about just general movement? Yes. So, so like, I have a dog. I mm. take her out for a hike, maybe an hour and a half a day. I also do an evening walk with her. I also walk around. So I'm quite mobile, and if I feel like I'm sat down too long, I'll get up and I'll stretch. So for me, it's 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 not about when I was younger, for sure, I'd want to go and do an hour all out high intensity, right? Because I'm the man, right? They kept getting injured and kept getting like problems off the back of it. I look at exercise more like as as, as movement. I think I'm healthier now, not working out or pushing things as hard because I don't get injured as much apart from I did hurt my ankle earlier <laughs> with you falling over. If you're going to fall over, make sure you've got a doctor <laughs> nearby. But like, for me, exercise is is a way of life, similar to, I guess, how yoga would be a way of life. It's like, it's not just a 45-minute yoga exercise. I've done yoga for the day. Yes, I'm going to yes. tick that off. Oh, exercise. I've been to the gym. I'm going to tick that off. It's like, it's a way of life. It's mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. It's not stagnation. Mm-hmm. Is this, are you similar with your, your thoughts on this? Yeah. So, so from what I got from that is, <laughs> it's like, is it, that's just one aspect. Yeah. So, so there are other aspects in your life that you want to feel happy about or feel good about and other things you want to get right. And what is right, you probably know. Sure. Like what he's saying is like, there's no point just going to a yoga class or a run or a, a gym session. I've, I've, as you said, I've done for the day, so I'm I'm, I'm all happy. Yeah, that's better and, than and, doing nothing, for sure. For sure. But better what you're trying to say nothing. is, but get the other things right as well, because you can get the other things right. Like 100%. you talk about nutrition or, or your your mental health or your well-being well, or whatever. Yeah, like you're sat down all day and you, you get home from work and you go and do a 45-minute spin class and you think you're really fit and exercise. You've been sat down. And then what? You're going to go to bed and sleep so, for eight hours as yes, well. It's just like so, get a standing desk. Yes. Like go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Like do anything. Yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, There's enough studies on this, by the way. I don't have access to them. But about people that are sort of always around moving, their metabolism's faster. Because mm. if you're just sat down every day and then you only exercise for now, your body knows, oh, I can be lazy all day. Whereas if you're up moving all the time, your metabolism's obviously going to be faster exactly. because you, you need access to yeah. things more. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, so so obviously, like with exercise, it's a huge area, right? And you know, you'll you'll get. I'm sure there's you'll get like a lot of people that are personal trainers that say, 
you know, it's the pillar, it's the main pillar of your life because it prevents cardiovascular disease. It does all of these different things. And which, which get, it does, which yeah, it does. Sure. And yeah. you get a psychologist in here who would tell you that childhood trauma is the biggest indicator for these things as well, right? So it's like, yes, what they're saying, there is a point to them, but at the same point, it's your choice what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be shamed or forced into mm -hmm. feeling like you have to do mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. There's so many types of yes, exercise. Yes. Acrobatics is one. I'm with you. Yoga is another. Yeah, yeah, Walking is another. Mm -hmm. Like any kind of sport is another. Mm -hmm. I certainly feel in my life like I have been felt pressured mm -hmm. to do it, to, you know, to do a certain amount or to do this or I'm to do you. that. And it's like, you Why know, do you have I, to? I would really like to know what would make you healthier, right? Mm -hmm. So, Say, say you do your base level hour and a half a week, right? Mm -hmm. So you're doing enough exercise. Another hour exercise a week or an hour journaling? Mm -hmm. I would love to know what mm -hmm. would make you healthier over, a, over the prolonged period of time. Because I'm sure if you increase your exercise, you also increase the risk of injury alongside, which no one talks about. You, you just have to go and pay to see a physio, right? Because mm -hmm. you've hurt yourself, mm -hmm. right? And then strapping, And because I've been there so many times with all these things. So I'm, with my exercise, I'm, I'm like, I'm at the middle path, right? I do martial arts training, but we do training that can be done without contact because I don't want to get injured. Um, I look after my health. I almost think in terms of, I want to prevent injury for the next 40 years of my life. So why would I want to go and, yeah, I want to lose a bit of weight, right? Why would I want to just run in at a thousand miles per hour? Because I've done that so many times and you just get injured. But I just, I feel frustrated with the amount of pressure on guys to be perfect physique, perfect financially, perfect sleep, perfect health. You're going to be stressed. You're so, absolutely going to be stressed. You know what comes to my mind? I'll tell you this. <laughs> I've got a friend called Gaurav back in India. Yeah. And I was, we're having this discussion on, uh, he's a good friend of mine from school. Uh, we're just having conversations about what one should do and should do. And, and he just summarized that and he said, don't have to do anything. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Point. Do you know what? Floor, you like, don't have to do, do anything. anything. He's like, well, it's up to you. It's up to you. He's like, and, and his take was, is, is completely valid. And he's like, why do I need to do anything? I'm going to, all of us are going to die. I chose to be this way. 100%. It's, it's up to me. Yeah, but he, can, but he can't because everyone shame him and have a go at him. Yeah, so, so, but his point was like, I don't need to. And, yeah. and, and he said it like that's he meant it. And that's so, that's self-confidence. That is self-confidence self yeah, to yeah. me. Because I know what I'm like. And I know there'll be times in my life where I'm exercising like yeah. a maniac yeah. because the rest of my life's in balance, right? I know yeah. that's what I like. So, so, but I'm not going to berate myself for the times where I don't want to exercise. I want to have some time off. I want to sleep more yeah I, you know i want to journal more it's not i guess with me i have a mindset of personal growth and it doesn't always come from the same place one times it's exercise could be martial arts could be learning something new could be journaling meditation ice baths whatever it may be could, there's always growth there could could you could you just, just don't you think yeah. loudly could you be in acceptance as who that is, that is you and that is you? 100%. So, because then I think in, what, what when you're, you're in acceptance that is, with that, yeah. then, then you're in the conclusion, yeah, fine. I mean, like like my friend said, he doesn't want to do anything. You come to the acceptance that, yes, that is you. You always want to keep be doing something. You know, what you just said so true. So when I first got the studio, um, like, you know, I had um, some health problems and, you know, from stress, working too much, all these things we're speaking about. And I probably about like eight, nine kilos overweight, right? And I filmed a test video, right, in here, like set up three cameras, motivational speech or whatever. And I, you could see that I'm palpably mm -hmm. like heavier. Mm -hmm. And when I got it back, I was like, 
this is a really good speech. I'm going to publish it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to publish it because I don't care. And the reason why I don't care is mm -hmm. because if you're going to judge me, you would need to have understood me. Yes. But, but, but that made me realize I still judge other people. That's so true. part of this process was, I think when you are at self-acceptance, the byproduct of that is you also accept other people as they are. Yes. Because I think we're all so judgmental. Yes. This guy's fat. What does he know? What's this guy wearing? What is, I mean, look at my, look at the comments on any of my videos. Everyone will tell you, I don't know how to dress. I mean, everything, right? Everything, yeah. But that's reflective of that person, not yes. of me. Not and, of you, yes. You know, a lot of it's conditioning, but as I'm getting older, there's less judgment in anything. I don't really comment on anyone. I never really comment on anyone's content because I know how hard it is to produce content, right? So I don't comment on anyone's content, but me publishing that was a big moment in my life because I'm like, Brilliant. I don't care. And, and if you want to judge me, come and live my life. So that, 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 that is when it transformed from, say, having knowledge to wisdom. So that, that comes yeah. from wisdom, right? That's the difference. It's true. It's, 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 it's different. That's what I'm saying. As, as, yeah. as a young teenager, you have the knowledge and as you go older, you say you become wiser, which you could take it both ways. Mm. So going back to another point where you just said there was... Um, about how people judge mental and what they <laughs> yeah. are, right? No, no, honestly, I was laughing no, at it. It's so true because another friend of mine, Abhijit, who's a child psychiatrist up in California, we were having this discussion uh, a couple of weeks ago when I went to see him. This is a amazing uh, uh, conversation. He's like, it's your own thought telling you what people are judging you about, right? So that's true as it's well. It's your own thought telling you something today and same, same thought telling you something different tomorrow. It's telling you, you do this today and then tomorrow he looks at you in the mirror and says, no, you, you can't do it. You're useless. And he's saying, if your thought saying this to a friend of yours, you'll have no friends. It's so, it's so true. <laughs> you'll have no friends because, you, you know, because it, it's, mm. you'll have zero friends. And it, and it's that same thought. It, it is, it's so true. I mean, control, I, I think when you're, when you're trying to control, I mean, this is a completely different conversation, yeah. but for me, controlling that mind, that sort of negative mind, if you can't do it, it's because your goal's not big enough. Because mm -hmm. if your goal was small, when you come across an obstacle, your mind goes, oh, you can't do it. Whereas if your goal is really big, your mind goes, yeah, it's hard, but it's a path. It's a path, so, yes. So for me, if, if you're listening to this and you struggle with this, setting a higher goal. Um, but I did I did want to comment on someone's um, content because because it is funny. So I, I saw um, a video on uh, on TikTok. For, to be fair, I don't really consume content. I, I'm a creator. I don't really watch other people's content, right? But I did see a video and it made me laugh. So there's this guy who's commenting on someone else's content, which I really don't like. I think people, people that comment on other people's content, I think they're actually out of order and I think they've got a problem. I think it's 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 almost sycophantic where you are getting pleasure or you're getting something out of critiquing other people, which I don't like. I don't like that at all. If you're creating your own content at the same time and you're doing it, that's okay with me okay, because you're putting yourself in the limelight. But where I struggle with this is I produce a lot of content. It's so easy to judge my content. Okay, if you care that much, where's your content? Okay, so, okay. Sorry, so when people say to me, when people say to me, I didn't agree with the video on this, I say, oh, great, where's your content? They go, oh, I don't have any. And I'm like, it's easy to comment without being a creator, right? So, that, yeah. There's two, wait, can I give a different again? Yeah, go point? Um, You're going to have both of them. And attempts, critiques are the best ones they say, right? Sure. But, and it's because of the critique you're having a conversation now. I think if you're going to be a critic, do both. Be a critic and create your own content and I've got no problems with you. But if you're just a critic, you are essentially trying to create influence or whatever it may be, critique, criticizing other people. I, I don't like that mindset. When I think about the mindset, you would have to do that. 
I think it's not a nice mindset unless yeah. you're critiquing people for the positives. So if you look at someone's video and you're saying, look, that bit I sort of agree with, but I really agree with this. That's wonderful. But when you watch someone's content and you are slagging someone off or you're trying to poke jokes at them, you might as well be back at the playground. Right? I, agree. I agree. We're all here to learn and help each other. Right. And that for me is no good. Anyway. So, go, go, go. so, so, so just one yeah. critique point. Right? The, yeah. the, the two kinds of critiques I said, right? Yeah. One is like substance, someone who's got a following, mm. who's done it, and then you take that constructively. Yeah. The, the second one is sort of like empty vessel critique. Like well, the, what you the, want but to say but is. That, but that first guy, the way he would critique, he's gone through the process. So yes. if someone goes to me, I, I always say this, if you're a content creator and you want some help, ask me, I'll help you for free. I don't care. I'll Send me your video and I'll tell you what I think you need, right? I'll give you positive feedback because I know how hard it is, right? Whenever I meet people, no problems. Show me what you're doing. Do this and do that. Um. So if you've walked that path and you've created it and you've created influence, you have wisdom and you know you've had a million negative comments along the way, which you've had to come to terms with. So in my own journey, people slacking you off is one thing. People tagging you to their mates and them all slacking you off is something else, <laughs> right? Then another level up is, is people resharing your content. But what they do is they take a segment of what you've said out of context yeah. and they record something yeah. in advance of yeah. it and afterwards and that getting shared 10,000 times, which happened to me, that's another level, level of, of self-awareness. And in the end, you just go, okay, these types of people have problems, mm -hmm. which is why they're living their life the way they are. Mm. For me, if I see something like that, I would want to see the full video myself. So yes. if you're oh, yeah, if you're course. watching someone's video and someone's critiquing it, watch the full video yeah. or not even one video. If people don't like my content, I say, how much of it have you watched? Have you watched 20 yeah. videos, 30 videos? Get a sense of me because I think if you watch my content, if you watch more than 10 videos, you'll realize that all of my content is there to be helpful. Yeah. And you may not disagree with it, but if you watch it as a, as a, as a whole, it is. So anyway, this, this guy's video was brilliant. <laughs> it's this guy's going, right, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I get outside and I get as much sunlight as I possibly can into my eyes, right? Then I sit down and I do this journaling protocol for 12 minutes. Then I do this yoga thing for this. This So, 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 so this guy that's watching it is like a self-made self sort of millionaire from his own businesses. And he's like, he, he stops the video and he goes, look, I can't disagree with what this guy's saying. Thing, yeah. He goes, but I'm exhausted listening to it. He's like, listen, if you need to do all of these things before you've started your day, like, come on, like that's a lot to do. So he's like, look, yes, these things are helpful and beneficial, right? But you don't need to do them all every day, right? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I was like, this guy is completely right. So that's the one time where I'm like, okay, that did make me laugh. This guy I'm talking about does actually create his own content as well. So and he lets other people, people critique his content. So I'm like, okay, that that's a bit better. But it was just like, it's exhausting. But don't you feel that's the message that guys have? Like young guys today, it's exhausting. You've got to supplement this. Yeah. You've got to do this. Yeah. You've got to be up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. you Listen, do I get up at 5 a.m.? Sure. For periods of my life, I get up at 5 a.m. Yes. What time did I get up today? I got up at quarter to 10 yes, today. Yes, Why? Because yes. I wanted to have a lion. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> no, I no, wanted I, to have a lion. No, no, I agree with you. You don't have to do anything to no. Just have an understanding they're good for you and then make your choice. Or, and be happy yeah, with it. Or yeah. try, I mean, it's difficult though, because, you know, when you're not happy, you're like, what do I need to do? And it's like dieting if I'm crash well, diets. Well, right? That's what I'm saying. So if you're happy, you yeah. will be questioning so many things. You're just happy with yourself. Well, let's just right? think about all the people in the past that have been spiritually aware and awakened, right? They're not chasing after things, are they? They're calm. 
and they're calm because they realize they don't need to do all of these things. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, listen, I could go off about this for ages, <laughs> right? So, one thing, I think yeah. the, the critiques on, uh, on, on the social media should be charged, then they wouldn't be critiquing so much. So yeah, imagine, 100%. <laughs> imagine you have to pay a penny for a critique, yeah. good or bad, well, I'd pay, and it'd be a worthy. Yeah, critique. you can critique my work if you pay me. No, exactly. No, that, or, that should be the or, way it should or, be. Or a comment on Instagram yeah. should be... Oh, yeah, you should be for Well, it. no, no, they should just verify everyone. They should verify everyone on social media so you're held accountable for what you say. What do you think? I was having a look at some of the Facebook comments I had earlier on. They are unbelievable. Really? I'm wearing an outfit like this, uh. right? And I'm wearing a hat. Now, the reason why I was wearing a hat is because I have a, an eye problem, which is sort of rectified itself so this lighting is not too bad but bright light affects me and i can't actually record content so i have to wear a hat because of my eye right so no one knows that i must have had 80 comments of people slagging me off for what i'm wearing for my hat people can't take you seriously for what you're wearing and i'm like no you can't take, <laughs> take me seriously, seriously because for what i'm wearing because you're judging me yeah because yeah. you wouldn't have the self-confidence to wear it even if you hate it why can't you listen to what I'm saying? No, but the thing is, in when you create content, there's two fans. Uh, people that love you mm. and people that hate you. And mm. I love both of them because, yeah. because the people that hate you comment and share, the people that love you comment and share. Mm. Perfect. Wait, but, okay, yes, that's right, yeah, yeah, when you create content, you want an emotional, I mean, a bit of content creation. You want an emotional reaction from the viewer. Mm -hmm. So people, you either want them to hate you or love you, but not in between. If you create bland content, there's no emotional response. Completely. So that's, yeah. that's 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 again wisdom there, right? Yeah, yeah. But you need to be self-confident. You got to self-confident to to have a viewpoint. So yeah. have a viewpoint. That's what you're saying. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, just just stick to what you're saying. L yeah, listen, I, agree with you. I, I I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into this conversation now. But I I <laughs> I, I, I I was having a discussion mm -hmm. with first of all three women, and second of all three guys, right? And it was a discussion over. I said I wouldn't date this type of person, right? Now, when I said it, I was like, I just wouldn't do it. And I was like, I understand if you think I'm being unreasonable, but isn't it my choice over who I want to date, right? Why are you feeling the need to argue with me? Mean. Like what, what they were trying to do, yeah. both groups, yeah. both were the same, yeah, yeah. right? They were trying to understand why I'd say it. So they were like, oh, so what you mean is this? I was like, no, yeah. that is not what I mean. What I mean uh, is what, is you, what I just said. said. I said yeah. exactly this. And that is what I meant. I mean, if you can't understand that, then that's, that's you, on you. That's a you but, problem. But why, yeah, yeah. why are you trying to change my mind? But my, my, my brother always says this. He's like, people will um, dumb you down to the level in which they can understand they it. Can and if they can't understand it, they'll simplify what you've said. I'm and it's you. like, no, I'm like, I'm entitled, like you, yeah, like to, anyone, to, to, to have, date. To have a point. To be friends with whoever you want, mm -hmm. to exercise as mm -hmm. much as you want, mm -hmm. I can do whatever mm -hmm. I want, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I don't have to explain myself. I know, but, but you learn this as you get older. You know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, you know, you, I need you, to say the right thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got, I've, you know, I was, I, there's a girl in the cafe yesterday, and she's like, I said, oh, she goes, been really busy today, and I said, I got up at like half nine. She, oh, oh, would you get up half nine for? Because I can. Because <laughs> I didn't want to get up early, right? But me five years ago, I'd have been, oh, I was up at five. I was doing this, yeah, meditating. Yeah, and I'm like, no, just, then then you know. Just anyway, this, this, this moves on. So the, the, the penultimate thing I wanted to talk about, which is why we're getting onto this, is sleep. Yeah. Right. So oh. to introduce yeah. the topic of sleep, right? I don't set an alarm. Yeah. Right. One of the things that's important to me in my life is mm -hmm. that I wake up. Mm -hmm when my body wants to wake up. So mm -hmm. I have blackout curtains, mm -hmm. right? 
Yes, my dog can wake me up sometimes or the upstairs. Are, but I want to wake up when I want to wake up. Mm -hmm. Now, there may be evidence that suggests that you need to set your alarm clock, wake up at the same time of day. For me, that doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. I want to wake up. And when I wake up on my own accord, I feel great. Sometimes I wake up at five. Mm -hmm. Actually, to be honest, quite often I wake up between five or six. That's my general wake up time. Mm -hmm. I go to bed at nine, by mm -hmm. the way, just on this, right? So mm -hmm. I go to bed at nine. For me, nothing good happens after nine o'clock, right? Nine o'clock, I go to bed, I put an audio book on, I go sleep. I wake up anything between five, six. But lately I've been sleeping till eight or nine, right? Sometimes I've had a little bit of lack of sleep and whatever it may be. But sleep for me, uh, everything I do in my life is the most important, yeah. which means I don't drink alcohol because it inhibits sleep. I don't do anything that messes with my sleep. So I will go to bed at nine. I don't go to bed later than that because it messes with my routine and my bedtime. So for me, go to bed at nine. That's the same on New Year's Eve. It's the same on my birthday. It's the same on your birth. It's the same across the ball, right? I don't change the bedtime. So for me, I control what time I go to bed. How much I sleep is also just as important. So what, first of all, what are your <laughs> views on that? So, well, I want to say a couple of points before I sure. answer your question. So I want to just say how important sleep is mm. generally. And a lot of people are unaware of the importance of sleep. Like people say, I can only sleep four hours and function. I, I I don't need six hours sleep. That's a lot of nonsense, right? And lack of sleep, like people who do shift work are more prone for cancers than they're not. So what I'm trying sure. to say, the importance of sleep in itself. So the two basic elements, like the quantity and the quality, right? The quality is the harder measure. You want to measure the present mm -hmm. day variables or a ring being one of them. Quantity, right? And exhaustion is not sleep, right? So sure. people like you stay up all night and you just go bang and you just, that's exhaustion. That's not mm. sleep. And say, same when people take uh, sleeping pills, the sedatives, because sedation is not sleep. Yeah, that I don't take those because uh, I track my sleep and yeah. they inhibit deep sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's save any talk on supplements to the last bit because yeah. there's, I was literally about to get into supplement, but let's talk about the sleep bit on this and then yeah. supplementations for sleep we can talk about afterwards. Later, yeah. yeah. So, so, so what you're doing there, right, is you're going to bed at the same time. Mm. You're waking at the same time. That's why we humans are designed. There's, there's something called your circadian rhythm and your, this sort of like cycle clocks, which every cell has a clock and mm. it, it's set. It has a not natural clock set. Mm. You don't need a clock or an alarm. So you don't need an alarm to wake up in the morning because no. that's, that's being rushed for the present day modern capitalistic world, you got to get up and run or, or get up and whatever. Take the kids to school, school get up whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So you meant to, naturally, we meant to go to bed when sun sets because mm, sure. there's another science to it. I mean, just to add the sun rays sort of stimulate your retina, goes to your SN nucleus, your melatonin, bang, 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 it goes through. Uh, it's the same reason why you can't get go to bed properly if you've got on a computer. It's the same, your eyes being mm, tricked to think it's mm. sunrise. Okay, that's why people just shut off your computer or your screen time. I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, sure. So, so what you're doing there naturally is you're going to bed at the right time. Mm. And you're waking up with it naturally. Don't need an alarm. And that's the best form of sleep. Um, so an, an average adult needs seven to nine hours sleep. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say don't compromise anything else apart for your sleep. Mm, mm. Like, the, I mean, there's... Well, as soon as you, as soon as you don't sleep, you crave sugary foods because you're, you're, you're first thing, if you don't get enough sleep, you want to, you crave bad food and you eat, your diet gets worse instantaneously. You don't want to exercise. There's so many things that happen when you don't get the right amount of sleep. If you don't get the right sleep, um, and the quantity wise, you're twice as likely to get diabetes, three times more likely to get even cancer. Wow. Um, your gut health is impaired, twice as likely to put on weight, mm -hmm. twice as likely to be, get depression. 
and cap and, and everything else goes around in a cycle. Mm. So there's another reason why if you put on weight, you or uh, you get depressed. Like, are you mm. eating more? Mm. So there's there's another couple mm. of hormones, um, mm. leptin and ghrelin, that kind of interchange. But what I'm trying to get at is like everything is linked up. The sleep is mm. uh, it's pivotal. Like you know, you someone needs to get sleep. Well, also as well, when I sleep, I uh, my phone's in the other room, so mm. I listen to um, Unaudible on a different device, so that my my phone's not in there. So I don't have my phone in my room, mm-hmm. right? Which is not which prevents stress. Also, I don't turn my phone on till I've got up and done a few things. I won't check my emails. I won't do any of that. So I have at least twelve hours a day mm-hmm. where I'm not looking at a mobile phone or checking emails or looking at a screen. More like thirteen or fourteen hours a day which I think is is a lot. I think a lot of other people take their phone to bed, check messages, check emails. First thing in the morning, they check emails. They do. I mean, that can't be healthy for you. It, it, it's certainly not healthy. And you people are unaware that it's unhealthy even. But it's 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 almost like they need to pause and think. Like first thing you wake up in the morning, you're screening through some content or some news. Yeah. You're feeding your brain in with something's already prepared with that kind well, of mindset, right? Unless they're watching our content, that's okay. That, that's okay. But other than that, it's, <laughs> that, it's that bad. Is <laughs> But those, yeah. I know it's like it's, it's healthier habits. So you can read in bed, you can listen to an audible. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. You don't have a TV in your bedroom either. I do. No, I mean the idea of having a TV in bedroom just doesn't make sense to me anyway. Mm. So like basic things, blackout blinds, um, having a um, something to listen to, like an audible to listen to, which is that was really effective for me. So I used to struggle with sleep when I got audible. And I put a sleep timer on. If I wake up in the night, I put the audible back on and it stops my mind wandering. So I don't struggle to sleep at all anymore. The only time I do is when my dog's waking me up if she's got a tummy ache or something. Or there's a fox in my back garden, right? But, but, yeah, but generally speaking, I have a ritual. So I go to bed, mm-hmm. put the audio on. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to fall asleep listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently listening to the first Jack Reacher book, by the way, which I highly recommend. It's really The audible version of that book is unbelievably good. His writing style is very succinct and to the point. Really, really good writing. Um, so I listen to that and then in the night if I wake up there's a lecture series called The Great Courses which is like many different areas of human excellence I listen to that they're about half an hour each so I put a sleep timer on listen to it middle of the night sometimes I'm like oh that's really interesting that's really interesting I'm off to sleep again just such a great way of sleeping it's amazing because um, what are you trying to list there what you're doing things right this uh, uh, page out there called sleep hygiene so I advise people to just look up what sleep hygiene is Mm. Because um, a lot of people suffer from the, what I would call sort of basics of things you could change to better. And some of them where you were alluding to was like darkening the room, mm-hmm. have no light in it, like, you know, uh, have no phone time on well, it or yeah. cool the room before. Well, even, you go even in. yeah, like on that, so on, on what you were just saying. So if you've got lights in your room, cover them up, yes. like red lights, blue lights, cover them up. The other two things that really helped with sleep for me, by the way, or three things just on this. <laughs> um, I got bamboo sheets, mm-hmm. which reduced allergies because mm-hmm. we're talking about allergies. Mm-hmm. I got a air purifier, mm-hmm. which was instantly incredible for mm-hmm. sleep quality. Mm-hmm. And then I would still wake up with dry, with a dry throat. So I got a humidifier. Mm-hmm. So now I have bamboo bedding. I have a humidifier and I have a um, air purifier. Mm-hmm. And that was the magic. That's the magic for going to bed and blackout blinds. Blackout like, blinds. For sleep hygiene and no lights. That's the magic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't never struggle to sleep. When I, in fact, when I stayed in a hotel doing an event 
few weeks ago i had to like all of the lights i was like putting tape over them to black them out before i went to bed um so yeah on sleep hygiene sorry just to interrupt you that's my sleep hygiene sorry as you were saying you know, yeah that, that's correct and, and the reason why you couldn't sleep well in the hotel is because we're not designed you don't feel safe in your brain to be in your own bed well that that's another thing so one of the reasons why i again set up the studio why traveling stressful for me um aside from packing delays and stuff like that i never sleep well unless i'm in my own bed it's- and One of the things you can do is to put an additional lock. So I have this travel lock that I was using because it makes me feel a bit safer when you go away. But I don't sleep well. So I'd be going away, doing a course abroad, going over to the States. You know, you're sometimes getting paid a lot of money to do these things. It's not worth it. So for me, I'm not traveling at all for work anymore. So any, you know, you're more than welcome to to travel to me and take a course, but you don't sleep well away from home. So I'm not, I'm just not willing to do it anymore. No, no, that's true. I mean, physiologically as well, it's true. Yeah. And we, I'm sure everybody would agree there's no more comfortable place than their own bed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could go away for a day or two, you might find the best hotel, yes, comfy bed, nice, but nothing like your bed. Well, that, that's the one of the suggestions is if you stay at the same chain every single time, all the rooms are designed the same way. So if you are traveling, try and stay at the same yeah. chain hotel because then you've got familiarity. That, 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 that's it. would make complete sense yeah. because that's half the time you don't sleep well because you're in the fear that you're in a, you're sort of an alert mode because it's in a mm. new tech. that's what we designed too like you're not you don't feel comfortable in our own yeah, area yeah yeah mm. yeah for sure so sleep hygiene that's an interesting term and i guess i've already done all these things sort of naturally and and the question is like well are you sleeping well and the answer to that question is yes really well but i wasn't until we started supplementing which is a supplement you put me on before we got into that into that is there anything else you did want to say about sort of sleep or common problems people have or we kind of say so, again um the different problems with sleep There's something where people have obstructive sleep apnea which is where they wake up middle of the night and to get uh, mm-hmm. oxygen because mm-hmm. apnea is like no oxygen and that's not good for you in the long term mm. okay and people who are sort of unaware for years before they get find out and it's easier this is sort of a question that people can look up oh. and work on it and if someone is your partner is snoring and that's not the indicator for them to so mm. why they're snoring for that long so you don't want them to continue and you get these dental apparatus that that can avoid that yeah, the sure. CPAP machine but the point I'm trying to say is people need to take that seriously and act on it not leave it for years 100% so if you're snoring that could be a sign of sleep if snoring that's a problem you want well, to get it checked yeah well and also as well when we're talking about sort of the other stuff as well with regards to sleep like i so if you if you worry so if you're someone that has an inability to deal with worry or anxiety then you're going to worry at night i mean i'm i'm a high energy individual as you know so yeah. you know i'm more prone to anxiety than someone who's someone yeah. like yourself who's more relaxed about things yeah. So for me having sort of a tangible thing put an audio on listen to something stimulating that stops my mind wandering right that that for me has been fantastic I also do other things like reduce general stresses in my life I obviously do exercise after going off on about it but exercise getting rid of emotional problems these things also help with sleep right absolutely. there's no point in trying to sleep if you're worrying about something uh, absolutely which is why like if you're worrying about something you get a middle of the night thinking of it or yeah. if you think of something you can't even go to bed for hours on end because yeah. your mind is wandering and you're thinking and you're thinking um which which, which again comes back to the same principle you're saying of the four pillars that you can't not have your emotional health in, in, intact and expect to sleep better yeah. and you can't sleep better if you think uh, if you don't sleep better and rather you can't eat better yeah, of course and if you don't eat better you can't exercise so, so it's all, like how they're all interlinked do you see what i mean yeah. and then it's mm. it, and then and as as such as well so it's very rarely now in the medical i'm going back to the medical fraternity because 
who's your one doctor that you want to go to to look at everything else? It's very fascinating in going and specializing one or the other, mm. taking it like as a Lego boxes. And then it's amazing what, what people do these days. The specialists are amazing. Like I can yeah. go to a specific disease of the heart. There's something like I can go to a myxoma specialist that's just like sort of a atrial myxoma specialist mm. that basically like a really rare cancer in your heart. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah, specialized. But we need to unify everything together. Mm. And it's not one or the other. And, 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 a step further is we, we don't even know the basics, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I guess this is why it's preventative medicine. That's why it's preventative because, medicine. Because, I mean, but most people, you know, they don't really want to have a look in the mirror. They wait for a problem and then act on it rather than being proactive. I guess that's human nature, isn't that's it? That's human nature. I mean, I, I, I said there are two kinds in a way, right? People just like, I don't want to know anything. I mean, mm. I'll find out when I need to find out, which is fair. I mean, it's mm. the acceptance. Mm. Like, what do I need to find out before yeah. you get the anxiety? But the other spectrum may be like, I'd rather find out because if I did find out, I might have that extra well, 20 years and I might find it worthy. So yeah. I don't know which way do you well, think you believe. I fall in the, the later. I want yeah. to find out before. Well, I think there's a third one, actually, which is understanding now. So mm-hmm. listening to stuff, content like this now, and then if you develop a problem in the future, you've kind of got a blueprint on how to manage it. So like you're kind of sleeping all right at the moment, but you listen to this now, then your sleep goes wrong and you're like, okay, what were these guys saying? Now I can do this. Because yeah. for me, like, if you read self-improvement books, they're not really relevant to you at the time of reading them. Mm-hmm. But if you read yeah. if you read a hundred self-development books, mm-hmm. when you have a problem in your life, you go, I've read about this somewhere and this is what I need to do. So this is the proactive measure yeah. in, in consuming content like this and doing podcasts like yeah. this. That would make sense. So, yeah. so it's somewhere it's kind of a back, blend of the blend both. Of the both it? of, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing all right as it is. But I'm sort of interested in this area. I'm going to listen to a bit about it. And then if I have a problem, at least I know the, who the go-to it's people are or, you know. But yeah. then let's, let's, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, let's get on to the final, the final topic, which is about supplementation. So again, I'll sort of kick this off by saying that Neil has got me supplementing on fish oils because I didn't really eat fish, although I'm trying to eat more mackerel. Um, a multivitamin, uh, vitamin D, um and magnesium i think are the ones that i take now magnesium was the thing that made a difference to my sleep so i went from getting 14 minutes deep sleep a night to 55 56 a night after i supplement magnesium i mean that's just un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. so magnesium glycinate is the yeah. one that you told me to take and straight away it's unbelievable like just I have it with breakfast. Oh, the other thing I started supplementing mushrooms as well, but it's probably it's probably a whole podcast episode of mushrooms. But yeah, so the magnesium in my sleep was good. So just sort of kicking off supplementation. I don't know if it's sort of just why you supplement, what generally you recommend. Basically, yeah, go from there. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge topic. I mean, and again, someone uh, supplementation fits at all. Like everybody is wearable. Yeah, you need to find out what suits you, who to find to get your doctors. Yes, all that said, like it's different. So um, commonly, I think vitamin D is a big thing. Okay, vitamin D is, 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 is big because we don't get enough sun and it depends on your skin color, it depends on your age. The the older you get, less absorption. And there's a gene that needs to express. And if you don't have the gene, you're not taking as much. The levels could look okay, but you're not absorbing enough. There are a lot of factors in it. Okay. But I think vitamin D is up there for me. Okay, and it's something that needs a blood test and a measured. Uh, and then 
the dose I want to take is a higher end of dose because that's what sort of gets absorbed. But what I would recommend is to take vitamin D3 with K2 in it. Mm, yeah, that's the supplement you have made. Uh, because the K2 is the one that drives the calcium away mm. from the, your mm. your blood vessels. If it works. You don't want it to get accumulated if there's too much of calcium. So I take about 4,000 yeah, international units with yeah. about 100 K2 yeah. uh, and, and see what happens. And you can measure latency what sure. happens. Um, and and I would advise people to get checked because at the moment, if you're just tired and fatigued, that's that's the first symptom or mm. sort of a symptom that you've had for a long time. Can you get this tested on the NHS or is this a private test? No, no, you can get it on the NHS. Okay, so a uh, general supplement, a general vitamin and minerals check. Mineral check, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so check. Um, and each each one is uh, GPs are different. Well, you can get private, but it's it's up to the individual. Okay. Um, the second thing is I say. Uh, uh, a standard multivitamin because I don't think we get enough of vitamins mm -hmm. in our foods. I mean, even if you're getting the same, our absorption may not be the same if you and I ate the same and there are multiple factors, right? Mm -hmm. um, another one to measure would be a B12 and folate. Again, you can measure them. Um, and the supplementation of magnesium is phenomenal for sleep, uh, if you're tired, a uh, bit of anxiety as well, the different mm -hmm. forms of uh, magnesium. Mag magnesium is about 500 milligram of glycine. Yeah. That's exactly what I mm -hmm. take too. Uh, it help, helps sleep. I give it to to my mother, to my mm. grandmother, uh, and it helps them a lot of factors and the different yeah. forms of magnesium. Mm. Um, well, you, you, you also, I mean, you supplement curcumin, which I, I don't, because actually, funny enough, that does that actually gives me a bad tummy. But it may not. Once we go down the route of sorting out the rest of my um, problems with to do with sort of stress and anxiety, there, but curcumin for me didn't work too well. But that, I know that's something that you recommend people take because it's such an anti-inflammatory. It is an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Uh, see, the curcumin is the active ingredient in, in turmeric. And, and hey, like, as I said, years ago, or 10,000 years ago, eh, back in India, they used to use uh, turmeric in most foods and they use it with pepper and fenugreek. It, it kind of yeah, balances yeah. better. The absorption, the bioavailability is stronger with the, with the mixes and hence, I suppose, most of the cooking was based on that. But uh, present day, the luxury of getting capsules of them, mm. uh, it is it is an anti-inflammatory and it's it's natural and, and I advocate yeah. for people with joint pain, so any inflammatory process. And same with the fish oil. Mm. You need the EPA and DHA sort of equal ones for brain health and, and cardiac health. Yeah, the fish oil is a no-brainer yeah. as well, especially if you don't eat enough fish. You Absolutely. Know. Mm. Yeah, and, and so the, the supplementation then, I guess, the depends sort of how much you want to get into it but you can supplement blind if you want which is kind of what i'm doing i i think we eventually we are going to go down the route of getting sort of blood tests for supplementation which we're looking into as well and potentially looking at full body mris we were talking about as well so you know with, with supplementation i you know i guess it's like anything it's probably nuanced and a lot more complicated yes you I'm essentially supplementing blind at the moment. So it is something that we should probably look into. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, yeah, I would advocate sure. to blindly supplement. And there's another caveat because you've got to understand supplementation is it's not approved by no. by, by no, any no. The, the authorities, well, drug authorities. Yeah. So, so you don't know the content of the... So well, I'm just going the by the number of reviews of what Amazon has. So, so there's, yeah. there's the, are you actually getting what is in there? Well, that's, it's not regulated. So, yeah. and again, it's, yeah, it's, it's a different Well, that's, world. that's another point as well. It's like, you know, it comes out of a barrel mix. How do you know what you're getting in each of the pills? So, so so I guess it's like it's it's trying supplements and just if you can test to see because I, I know that I don't have any fish oil. So that's a no brainer. Right. I know that magnesium helps me sleep. So that's a no brainer. So I've managed to test these things along the way. But, yeah, I, there are blood tests that you can get for, for this stuff. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of um, variables like not necessarily for testing for you yeah. can test for omega uh, 3 acid uh, or well, fatty acid indexes yeah. there are there are multiple testing that you could do if you could find a functional medic doctor who kind of looks at the 
root causes they would yeah. go in detail uh, as opposed to the mainstream um, uh gp way because it's yeah, not done course. the nhs well i think in america these tests are a lot more sort of available than what they are in the uk but i i guess there are i mean as we explore these things and and we do more content on this i'm, I'm up for doing some blood tests and working out this stuff with you and then sort of documenting the, the process right i think i mean a- absolutely i mean it's if, if if i was treating you and if i had your uh, uh permission to to disclose what i would disclose then uh, i could go stepwise as what's worked yeah, exactly. what's for you and of course in the end result is you got to not just blindly follow what I'm saying, but well, just I to th- get them yeah. yourself. I think that's the way of doing it is like, let's solve the problem first and then mm-hmm. we can, uh, we can talk. I mean, the problem's 85% solved anyway from mm-hmm. the general advice you were giving me anyway. Um, all right. I think we should probably draw this episode to an end. It's actually been brilliant. I don't even know how long this episode has been. I've got no I, idea. I, 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 no. I think some of the sections went a lot bigger than what I was expecting, but you know, it, it was good. Um, so Neil, thanks a lot for coming. Um, if you guys want to, to look at the campus, if you guys want to book a consultation call with Neil to talk about any health concern, if you want a second opinion, or if you want to talk about anything we've discussed today, there'll be a link in this podcast description where or the video description where you can book a consultation call with him um other than that if you've got any questions please post it in the comment section below and neil and i will try and go through these comments and stuff as as we progress through the next stages but i hope you enjoy today's episode and neil it's been a joy to have you on thank you thank thank you for having me brilliant i had, had a great time perfect